Well, hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy, and you can always reach me at Chef Bride Comedy on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Chef B-R-Y. And you can always reach Rebecca, as usual, on Instagram at Spooky Nerdy Gal. And today, ladies and gentlemen, it is January, and everybody gets a case of the ah fucks. And, uh, you know, I call it the morbs. Everybody gets a case of the morbs, you know? It's just a dull time of the year, and there's so much promise of a new year and hope and all that. But sometimes when you're not feeling the hope, you're not seeing the change uh, quick enough, uh, it'll just get you in a rut. And um, frankly, we have to live despite the rut. There has to be ways that we can find and salvage this life because it's the only life we have. And so at the end of the day, this episode is all about contemplating existence, reality, mortality, and how to ascend to the highest level of self-actualization. You guys have probably heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and that when our lower needs aren't met, we cannot ascend to higher levels. And so we're going to talk all about just how to do that and how to think about things and how to put life into a more cosmological perspective. I want to teach you guys what I do when I'm getting a case of the funks and uh, perhaps it will work for you. So that's what we got for you today. My wife is with me. We had a great time recording this and uh, yeah, grab yourself a drink, get a snack, get prepared. It's a long one, but it's a good one. You can listen to this in segments if you want to. You don't have to listen all at once, but you can if you want. That's fun, too. So thank you for joining me, and let's begin. Well, hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I will be your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy. And today, uh, I am fortunate to have my beautiful wife and co-host, Rebecca Russell. Please say hi to the folks. Hello, folks. So, today, you guys, uh, I just woke up, you know, feeling, uh, you know, I mean, it's the middle of January. January is the suckiest time of the year because it's cold. No good movies come out. Uh, You know, it's... It's gray. um, Huh? It's gray. Yeah, the weather's crappy. um, And it's, I think... We're, we always have this expectation too. We want to, we want to um, have a new year, and, and we want all these profound changes, and and yet the 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 day in day out grind of regular life, you know, nothing feels any more magical just because it's January again. You get to the age where once upon a time that was like exciting. It was like ooh, new promises of hope, and now it's like no. <laughs> yeah, especially after the last couple of years. Yeah, it's just, exactly. You know, yeah. Trump killed all the fucking hope in my life. Uh, and then now that Biden's president, I do feel a little less anxious, but I don't feel any more hopeful because, I mean, you know, we fell out of politics. We decided to make a conscious decision uh, once Trump left office to, you know, not pay attention to the daily echo chamber uh, nonsense of politics because i don't think there's much really happening you're talking about a bunch of overprivileged people who simply do not have the urgency of change and while i do believe there's some people there who give a shit and are trying um the vast majority of them are just love in their uh wealthy little you know entitled lives and and they just don't give a shit 
That's exactly what you said. The urgency is not there for them. Because no, they're not, because, they're, they're not they, they, it, because so. their needs are being met. And yeah. unfortunately, we just don't create um, people that are kind enough or caring enough. And that's why I love the AOCs and the Bernie Sanders, because especially Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is at the age where if I was Bernie Sanders, I wouldn't give a single shit if this whole fucking earth got blackened like the Metallica. All will be blackened. Scorched <laughs> earth, motherfucker. Like, who cares? Like, I'm going to be dead in about eight months. What do I give a shit? And and, and so I, I really, the point is, is no, I do care. But at the end of the day, it just, you know, it's like you see the lack of urgency in our society. And then you go on Instagram and all you see are kitty cats, boobs, and, uh, you know, butts, butts too. <laughs> but, well, I, I, I made a conscious decision last year. No, I'm not going to follow any more of these sites because I don't want to get followers that are only following me because they're trying to get famous being models and stuff. So I stopped following them. And then just recently I was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> it's like, eh, whatever. So I started following them because I get more follows that way. And, um, but now when I, you know, scroll through, it's not just kitty cats and elephants and, and cute things now. Now I have to see all these 20 something year old girls showing off their bodies. Now, while I, I, yeah, they're good looking and all, but I really like go get a fucking degree, go get a job. <laughs> Read a fucking book. I, I, you know, it, because it's not, I've told you guys that I, I, you know, my, my attitudes have shifted about women showing off their bodies in the sense that, Hey, if that's empowering to you, okay. Yeah. 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 More power to you. I'm not a hater. Sexually speaking, I'm a sexually liberated, uh, f- open uh, book. You know, I don't care. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not a prude. I'm, I, I'm not self-conscious myself. I try to, you know, but it's not that hard to get men aroused these days. And I just find it's the path to least resistance. And I just wish, I guess it's not them that I'm mad at because, Hey, if that empowers them, great. And I get to look at your boobs. Okay, fine. Um, and thank you, babe, for being my wife and understanding because it really, it's, it just helps me fuck you better. That's what it does. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, you know, we're getting honest here. (laughs) I'm just saying though, you know, it doesn't mean anything. There's nothing. um, The point is, is that I, I don't get mad at them. I'm not upset. Um, but it, what it does is it starts to make you think that, um, society is fucking doomed, that we're just becoming shallow. We're becoming stupid. Well, we are. But then again, you say get an education. That puts you in debt for the rest of your life. Well, I don't want that either. I don't want women going into debt. Yeah, you know exactly. And if and if this is making them money so that they can go to school, then hey, I'm I'm you know what I mean? Like I'm not a hater. I Mm -hmm. I just my point simply is is it's not that that it that bothers me. There's nothing wrong with sexuality. There's nothing wrong with a healthy sex life and a and a healthy sexual you know health. You know that's that's robust living. That's Part of what I, uh, you know, we talk about is that robust life also includes having a good, a good understanding of sexuality and just not being embarrassed by it and not feeling shame and guilt for that. And so in that regard, I, I'm glad women are feeling empowered enough to do that. But then what does that do to the women who don't feel like they make the grade? You know, is that making them feel like yeah. shit? I think it kind of does. Yeah. That's you know, another part of society that's. And forces these women to feel like they have to go work out all the time when, 
you know, they want to sit and eat Taco Bell and watch their stories. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So, but the point is, is that, so I have no problem with that. But my point is, is that uh, in January, getting back, swinging the ship back <laughs> around to the point. Uh, the point is, you guys, is that this is a time for me where I get the most amount of my depression and mental health problems. I think that's pretty common for us. It's post holiday. It's still cold. Uh, the promise of the new year doesn't always satisfy anymore. And so you're just sitting here going, oh, God, oh, my God, I hate life. And then you yeah. start getting into these depressive funks and ruts. And and um, and so that brings me to the point is I woke up this morning and um, I, I, I didn't sleep really well. I don't know why. But um, I, I just I'm feeling conscious laden today. And, and, and that just means, you know, I'm feeling existential. I'm having an existential, not an existential crisis. We're not in crisis territory yet, but I'm in the yellow. I'm in the existential. Yeah. And so this is what I wrote on my Facebook page. I said, eh, live in the dream. Have you ever just thought too long on the fact that we're quite literally mostly hairless mammals who've been socialized to go to work, pointless jobs to satisfy pointless strangers, all to keep our belly full and shelter over our furry heads? We're quite literally animals living on a on a gigantic rock, whirling throughout space in a giant circle. Life's too effing weird when you really think about it. Okay, so you know, and and I'm not, I don't say those things to be negative. You know, it's existential. I think about existence itself and how fucking weird it is when you really analyze it. You know, it absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, really, and so that's what we that's what the topic is today. The topic is is um. Uh, to 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 analyze what the point of life is for us human beings on this earth, uh, to think about life in the cosmos, and then how to uh, allow that uh, cosmological or co- yeah cosmo- cosmological thinking to um, put things into greater perspective. Because I I'm always comforted by when I watch like uh, c- shows about the cosmos and space. I'm like, ah, it just, I don't know. It just makes yeah, me feel so, my problems melt away. They're, they seem so small and insignificant. And it always yeah. seems to cheer me up for some reason. Yeah. You it know? Has opposite effect, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I agree. You know, because if you think about it, we're all here. We're all struggling. Even people with money are struggling at, at something. You know, maybe they have, you know, maybe they can't poop right. Or maybe they got, you know, maybe they got some drug problems or maybe they got you know some sadness because their kitty cat died or something my point is is even rich people suffer on this yeah we're all going through something man and um and so at the end of the day that teaches us to be less judgmental of each other because at the end of the day it's not the people that we're upset at it's the the fact that we don't we feel estranged from life that we are not feeling connected to each other we're not finding uh, people and, and systems and things that uh, speak to us because we're people, you know, every person has got their own little headspace going on. And some people are just a little more uh, on the ball than others. And so at the end of the day, sometimes you just, you see the attitudes, the prevailing mentalities out there, some good and some not so good, but you just, you sigh and you go, Oh my God, why do I have to be a part of this, this whole experiment what is going on here and um and then that gets you thinking about the cosmos and then that gets you thinking about aliens and so we'll talk about <laughs> all that 
Um, but then I'll, it also helps, it, you know, it, it makes you think about uh, mortality. And then that can be very scary. It really can. You know, I mean, we're at the age, babe, where shit could go wrong and we could die. And that is scary when you think about it. So um, that's why I run is to, I, I don't run for fitness. I run to not die <laughs> <laughs> and to feel better, you know, yeah. to improve my quality of life and the pro- quality of th- my thoughts because I am feeling better. Um but, but yeah, life is a trip, boy. And, and, and I, you know, I'm not high. I'm not, you know, I, I'm just sometimes some days you just step outside of yourself momentarily and, and you just think about everything in a real deep and, and, and just ugh, what the fuck kind of way. And that's the kind of day I'm having where I'm like, we're li- quite literally just evolved monkeys that have grown into the dominant species on this earth. And now we have to go work jobs. Like what the I fuck? Know. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know it's weird. It's very weird. And then when you think of it like that, the jobs just are pointless. They are quite pointless and sometimes. And I, you know, a and waste of time. It, it, it feels like a waste of time because it's not making anybody rich, but some asshole that's already rich. And that feels very, um, robotic it feels very uh it just feels very uh, unmeaningful it it feels it feels like it's a trap (laughs) it's it's a trap you know it really is a trap and while we all have to kind of uh draw the line somewhere uh to accept certain realities um the older we get the wiser we get and the wiser we get the more we start asking these questions because the the clock feels like it's moving faster and so we get this sense of urgency to really figure out who we are, what we're doing, and what we want to do with our lives. And sometimes we have the power to control that, and other times we don't. And like that's like you and me. Like I made a conscious decision to not go back to corporate America, to not work in these retail jobs. But then every day you got to go do it. And so I'm living vicariously through you and your sadness and despair and I feel horrible. Um, but that's why I'm trying to make it because I want to dig us out of this rut and have the quality of life that all people deserve, not just us. It's not about my ego or my needs. It's about all our needs. We should all be so lucky to, to have jobs that we love and that ha- feel like have meaning to them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I deserve that. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I talk a lot about, you know, uh, uh, paving an exit ramp. It may take two years, it may take five years, it may take 20 years, but we should all be thinking about what we're going to do on the side in lieu of our main bread and butter because that bread and butter job, it ain't fucking helping anybody. And they're getting, I mean, when you see the supply chain issues, when you see uh, the, when you talk to customer service and the, like, (laughs) I always think about like these um, indifferent African-American women that I talk to that are talking to me from Georgia or something. They're like, they are the epitome of indifference. <laughs> and that is like, that speaks to my soul. Like it doesn't upset right. me. I'm like, go girl. I'm glad you don't care about my stupid white boy problems. Yeah. You know, because it's like, she, it just, it's like, yes, I feel you. I feel your soul. I feel, I understand why you don't give a shit, you know, because why should we, we're not incentivized to give a shit. Other than losing our jobs. You mean the job that we hate that makes us cry, uh, ugly cry every day? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, Terrible. Yeah. But then you have to go find another one. So 
Yeah, Unless well, you can figure something else exactly, out. and that's the thing, and it just all feels like this fucking prison. It feels like this jail, and that's why, that's why we have to try to find our freedoms and uh, our passions. Uh, and maybe we can't, you know, we have to accept certain things, certain incremental uh, things, because we, you know, I, I, starting this podcast, I knew I wasn't going to start out successful. It was going to take time and effort and putting out good content and consistency. And a little bit of luck, you know? Yeah. And so I wish I had that bikini body. Maybe if I had some gigantic boobies I could shake in your face, maybe I could get y'all to come on over and like my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just get, keeping it real. <laughs> keeping it real. It's just, you know, when you're putting out intellectual content, um, some people get it right away and they're like, oh, I've met my tribe. Other people are like, eh, boring. You know, because some people just, you know, they're not prepared. They're not ready. They're existentially, they just, they're having fun being dumbasses right now. And when you're young, you know, when I was young, I could go weeks, weeks, weeks without giving a shit about anything important. I just did my thing and silly shit and that was fine. And as you get older, you wake up and you have these existential day crises where you're like, nothing matters. And And what if I was to tell you that, Nothing does matter at the end of the day. What if I, you want to explore that topic? What if I were to tell you that nothing, actually nothing matters? I mean. kind of doesn't. Cosmologically Uh, speaking. Yeah, when you think of it that way, it absolutely means nothing. Right. And, you know, that might bum some people out. But, you know, it actually gives me comfort because it's like it takes the pressure off. Like, kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever I do, I'm yeah. going to die anyway. Whatever I do, um, just go for it. Be yourself, you know? And yeah. maybe you'll make small waves. Maybe you'll make big waves. But whatever happens, the butterfly effect of your existence uh, probably has less uh, you know, weight and, and power to it than, than you really, than, than you care to admit, you know? Yeah. But and that might bum a lot of people out. But for me, it, I don't know. It takes the pressure off. It's like, eh, I'm just gonna put out a show for nobody, and if somebody shows, great. It's kind of like Ghostbusters Afterlife. The po- that kid podcast. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're my one you're my subscriber. subscriber. <laughs> you know, it's it just really spoke to me because I'm like, am I just talking to dead air? Or, is there anyone? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> is there anybody out there? You know, um, That's Duran Duran song too. It, it which one? There's. Now, now I'm under pressure. Now I can't. Well, you you brought it up. <laughs> There's just a, a a lyric that is there. Anyone out there? I think that might be the song. I don't know. I'm so bad with song names. I yeah. can sing it all day, but I, I can't know I, I, I do that. Yeah, but it's like their first album. Well, that's what I love yeah. about Google. When you ask it a n- song, you can just say any old random lyrics, and it will go. It oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. It, yep. It 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 kind of clarifies our crazy. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, gosh. But anyways, the point is, you guys, is that, yes, life can be depressing, and it can put you in a mental health crisis. It can put you in a funk. It can make you feel bad. And then and then when you're feeling that way, guess what? Everybody hates you. And nobody, Everybody hates and is allergic to negativity. So like, oh, so you're going through it. And then, and then now you're a leper. You're a social leper on uh, Facebook because nobody wants to deal with your negative ass. It's like, well, I'm not negative. I'm just being real, you know, because I think we just, we all get so caught up in our daily bread 
in our daily, like if you're a, a mom with kids, it's all about the kids. It's all about your daily stuff and what you're doing, what you don't, you know, and, and so there's nothing wrong with that. But, but it really when, when you start stepping away from your, all the stuff we find that's so important and all the things that we love and care about and the things that we hate and worry about. At the end of the day, I mean, that's what George Carlin says. He's like, I, I don't participate in life at all. I'm just an observer. You know, I'm just here for the yeah. ride. And yeah. while I believe having independent wealth helps that along a lot because now you don't have to go work at Dunkin' Donuts, but, but I do in spirit believe that he's got, there's something to that. You know, um, when you, rem- I mean, I'm not saying be indifferent. I'm not saying don't care. I'm not saying make life worse by being uh, calloused and, and indifferent to life. What I mean is, is if you're having going through some mental health stuff, um, sometimes it just helps to remind yourself that at the end of the day, does it really matter that you take one day off from running or does it really matter that you called in sick one time too many? Does it really matter that you skipped a, you, you paid a bill late? You know, yeah. and I've gotten better at that as I've gotten older too. Like you're in, you're in something in the moment, but then I'm a lot faster, a lot quicker to just step back and be like, all right, it's done. Yeah. I'm not in it anymore. It's, it's yeah. finished. It's- well, I mean, we have to watch out for the big stuff. You know, we have to make sure we're still breathing. We have to make sure we're still eating. We have to make sure we're still sleeping. We, we have to make sure that we're, um, paying our bills on time and things like that. So we have to make sure we're not doing and saying things to get us fired from our jobs and whatnot, of course. Um, but that's the beauty of my job is I can talk all kinds of shit. And guess what? Nobody cares. In fact, people love it. <laughs> it's like, go oh, talk shit, Bri. That's the, I, I like to think that my empath tribe out there get, uh, you know, the more shit I talk, the more they get, um, you know, uh, there's some kind of uh, pleasure in that. They get, you know, because I'm speaking mm-hmm. on their behalf, you know, and that's what this yeah. is all about. It's speaking about our sane and empathetic people and the, their daily lives and try how to live in a crazy world of sociopaths and crazy systems and this juggernaut of weirdness, um, being a sane and rational person. That's what the show really, the concept is about. And that can go in a million different directions. But at the end of the day, um, I think about those things a lot and sometimes it bums me out and other times it lifts me up. And, um, but I wanted to talk about uh, what we are and what the point of life is, because I think a lot of people answer that question pretty funny. You know, like when you ask people, so what's the point of life? A lot of people would probably say, well, biologically speaking, procreation. True. Procreation is the point. If we were to, you know, move our species forward and to continue the the evolutionary existence. Yes, we have to procreate, mm-hmm. but I don't think any of us w- are worried about uh, population growth going away anytime soon. So no. now that we're at a point in our uh, collective overpopulation, procreation might be the point, but now it's time where it's like, well, maybe we should not be procreating. Maybe, you know, people are taking steps to say, Hey, perhaps few fewer of us should be procreating. Um, it's kind of like the old song, you know, uh, you know, flagpole sitter, find mm-hmm. that only stupid people are breeding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, 
Sometimes it's true. And it's nothing against people procreating because procreation is as natural as it comes. But at the end of the day, it's like, gosh, maybe when you step back and you look at the world and you look at how many jobs there are and you look at how populated we are, why is it that nobody seems to take any personal responsibility for the greater good of this planet? Some people, you know, like ourselves, we're like, you know what? I have nothing against having children, but I don't want to complicate my life like that. I don't want to mm-hmm. put children on an earth that really is just seemingly getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. I worry absolutely. about that. I, yeah, I do too. That's one reason of many. Yeah. So, you know, and yeah. we, we listen to this YouTube uh, channel guy, Joe Scott, and he brings up a lot of these existential woes, these existential crises a lot because he's a very big thinker. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But a lot of people would say, oh, well, you're just naturally negative. Like, no, I'm not naturally negative. I'm actually quite positive. It's just that sometimes you hit this wall where you realize that everything you've done in your life has added up to almost nothing. You've worked, 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 worked. And guess what? I, I don't have anything saved up in my social security. I have no 401k. I am virtually broke and uh, I could die in my sleep tonight. And what would I really have left this world? Uh, virtually nothing. And that could bum you out. But but then I think about it like this. Um, my my good buddy, he they've been trying to have kids for years and I don't know what the deal is. Maybe his, his swimmers aren't strong. I don't know what the deal is. But, <laughs> but he... He talks about the, his legacy. And I just find that so funny because it's not that I don't think we... I mean, we all want to have a positive le- legacy. We want people to think kindly of us. We want people to think, you know, if I die, I want people to at my funeral to say, you know, his podcast, it was getting there, but it hadn't quite got there. But, but at least he was trying to do something great and big and bold and thoughtful for this world to make the world a better place. Um, I hope. I hope that's what people think. But when you talk about legacy, my my friend literally believes that he has to procreate because if he doesn't, the 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 last the family name will will go extinct. And I'm like, so right. <laughs> so yeah, what? I, mm-hmm. I'm Russell. You know how many fucking Russells are out there? Yeah. And I don't know if we're all related, but the point is, is that it's. I think it's pure impetus it's pure ego to think that that we have to continually pass on our genetic material to be relevant or in this world and while i have nothing against those who do um i just think you know i don't know man i just think having kids these days would be god anxiety inducing i can't even imagine i yeah i don't know and i got nothing against it i mean you know i don't either you know, but it just makes me think of one of my coworkers, my friend. Her, she had to go up to Portland today because her little two-year-old had to have surgery this morning, mm-hmm. and just knowing how stressed out she was and how worrying that is, and just, yeah. it's just one extra thing to add on to everything else that's already yeah. hard enough. Well, and I know it can bring a lot of joy and amazing, think, but it's just well, I think we're self-aware enough now as a society, as a culture. To, to let that be a choice. Um, you know, our parents and, and their parents, it just was. The world wasn't quite as overpopulated yet. The world was simpler. Um, jobs were a little bit more plentiful. 
And I think it was just a little bit easier in the 50s, 60s, and then the 70s kind of started to get kind of messed up. But but my and then the 80s kind of rebounded a little bit. And then the 90s, you know, I did an entire episode about that where I talked about how um, we have these ups and downs every decade that kind of perpetuates the next where we're going as a culture, you know. But I always think about procreation and and go, you know, I'm trying to find the upside here. I mean, kids are cute, but... At the end of the day, I'm 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 excited to leave when when I'm at a party and there's kids there. I'm like, oh, and they're great. And you're playing. And they have these little souls and they're so smart. And you're like, oh my god, they're so cute. But then at the end of the day, like to worry about them getting hurt, getting sick. I mean, I just uh, I follow this woman on Twitter, and she has a 12 year old daughter who died last year of traumatic brain injury. And yeah. it, God, as an empath, it. Oh, it sickens me. I get almost physically ill. Yeah. And and to yeah. see pictures of her and then now, you know, it's been just over a year since her passing and um I have a good friend too and I don't want to mention his name because I don't want to bring attention to it, but uh, a good friend from high school had a daughter who is 10, 11, 12, whatever, I think 11, who passed away and uh god, oh my god and you know, I just spoke about my friend Emilio who passed away and he was my age. So he probably died at, I think he was a year older than me. So he would have been 48. He didn't make it to 50. And, and that's the thing is that life isn't guaranteed. And so that's where I kind of have this, you know, half of me says, well, life is too darn short to be upset all the time and depressed all the time. So make sure that you're, you know, keeping yourself healthy and happy. Um, but then there's this other part of me that is like, um, how can you help it? I mean, you see the world the way it is and, uh, you see that, that gritty real reality that we all pretend isn't there, but it's there, man. It's there. Gritty reality. It's like, uh, uh, Dave Chappelle has this comedy special way back when, and he talks about life being flimsy. Like he's all life is flimsy, man. You know, because it really is. Yeah. We, we we like to think that everything's solid, but look at our democracy. It almost got, uh, it almost went south just because of January 6th and Trumpism. It almost yeah. went bye-bye. And to this day, the Year entire Republican today. Party is working against democracy, not working toward it. And and yeah. so I, I'm not some giant fan of Democrats, but I know where sanity is. I know sanity and reason. I know who is working for the betterment of our society and who isn't. And at the end of the day, I just, I see all these uh, conservatives, all these Republican uh, politicians all fighting and clamoring for um, just for power. It's just this power struggle because they all want in on the Trump train. They all want to, the accolades and the money that that, and the worship that that, that brings them. And I don't think any single one of them give a single fuck about anything. Mm. they're all sociopaths yeah and i don't think all conservatives are sociopaths but the ones that are in leadership like that got some serious problems that's like um what's his name uh who's that one from florida uh uh, marco rubio yeah talking about ooh biden this and biden that and bid 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 and he's talking about people's like uh attendance record and yet he has the worst attendance in Mm -hmm. the senate yeah. Worst attendance. Like ever. Ever. Yeah. 
historically yeah, ever. Right. <laughs> it's like, who the fuck are you to talk, guy? You know, you're, you barely show up to your own job. And he, he has the worst record when it comes to showing up to voting, too. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, what are you doing? How can you sit there and pretend like you care when you clearly... I mean, I always say, don't listen to what politicians say. Look at their voting record. Their voting record yeah, will tell you what, what they, they care about. Do. And so they I'm not do. Mr. Oh, Democrat, Democrat, yay, Democrat. I God, Democrats annoy the piss out of me. But if we're being honest, I would much rather support someone that votes yes on an infrastructure package in a time where infrastructure is crumbling than those who are like literally saying that it's destroying democracy. How the fuck is creating the infrastructure for rural people, poor people, black people, even conservative people? It's not just, it, this, these things don't just end up going into the hands of Democrats and liberals. These help red states too. And the fact that they can just sit there and spin city the shit on Fox yeah. news. And it, that's the problem you with know. people in every situation dealing with everybody. You, you just listen to what they say. And if you don't pay attention to what mm-hmm. they're actually doing, yeah, it's, it's nothing. It means nothing because, and that's what I hate people. about these echo chambers is because it's all, it's all self fulfilling prophecy. They, it's all self fulfilling delusional behavior that I want to believe that God is real. I want to believe that Republicans are the good guys and the Democrats are the bad guys. I like seeing the world in all black and white because it's simple. And at the end of the day, Joe Biden is a terrible, terrible person. Okay, Brandon. Yeah. It's like, right. dude, are you yeah. fucking retarded? <laughs> I mean, sorry, not I hate using that language, but it sometimes, sometimes yeah. it's like, come on, you know, and that's the thing is I, I don't want to pick on conservatives. If you might have valid reasons to be conservative, but then again, it's like your friend um, at work. I almost said her name. I don't want to, <laughs> uh, but it's like your friend yeah. at work who's like socially liberal in almost every conceivable way, but she hasn't. She doesn't understand how her voting enthusiasm uh, goes against everything she believes in, in terms of uh, progress and equality. Yeah. They don't see it. And while I can, we can sit and nitpick all day about how Democrats aren't that terrific. I agree. They're not doing enough. We need more real strong progressives in there. Um, At the end of the day, I mean, how can you sit there and be conservative and be for all this stuff you hate racism, but you vote for a racist. No, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get I it. honestly don't. You mm-hmm. know? And so it's not that I'm picking on conservatism. It's I'm picking on the fact that these people are too ignorant and too stupid, and they're proud of that shit. They're proud to be ignorant. And that's how they live their lives. And that's why the world is becoming overpopulated. That's why the prevailing uh, politics of our times are becoming depressing and uh, dysfunctional to the point of non-functional. To the, almost to the point of nihilism. And that all adds up to depressed Brian and Rebecca. Yes, it does. You know, and so, yeah, you have to find ways. Um, and so th- what is the point of life? Procreation. But what, what once you get past, the, okay, we know we're not, we don't want to have kids. Maybe it'll happen accidentally someday, but we, we kind of know that it's most likely not yeah. going to happen. I'm too old for that shit. Well, yeah, probably end up with a kid with autism or something. Yeah. At our age. I'm going to be almost 50 next week. I know. <laughs> well, not, you know. Are you turning 50? 49. 49. Yeah, yeah. Almost say, next yeah. week. Almost, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to rush it. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. <laughs> call you fifty ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get there fast enough. Um, but no, and it's not not to wax depressing. I, it, I'm just talking from the heart. But you do wake up some days. And you're like, oh God, capitalism sucks. Ah, uh, you know, liberals in Europe believe that our understanding of liberalism is way conservative. Oh like, yeah. Our liberal is is very quite centrist, yeah. And so that's yeah. the thing, you guys. Is like you know, I'm not trying to become just this giant woke mafia, you know, leftist uh, socialist or something. I am, <laughs> <laughs> but I I just want the world to function, and I want kindness and compassion and equality to reign supreme over autocracy and. And mean spiritedness, and if it, I don't understand how conservatives are so fucking proud of being dickheads, they know mm-hmm. it. They they're proud of that shit. Yeah, a lot of them are, and I, that yeah, I don't get it. It's like you know when they're on their deathbed. I hope they go, oh god, I was a dickhead man my whole life. I hope they. There's your legacy right there. There's your fucking legacy. I was an asshole. I was a jerk. Yeah, I treated people jerky. Yeah, I helped right. no one but myself. Uh, oh, yeah. good times. Mm-hmm. No real legacy there. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, and I, I would say we're getting off topic, but really it it's about all of this, you know? So I wanted to think about, so the point is, is, is what is, what is the point of life? I believe the point of life is whatever you choose to make it. Absolutely. You know, yeah, I totally that's agree. what yeah. I tell people. Yeah. And I figured that out a couple of years ago. I was like, what is the point? Uh, it's whatever you choose it to be mm-hmm. for some, their grandkids are the, the point. Uh, for others, uh, you know, their job. Maybe they love their job. If you have your own business or something, you know. Um, for me, the point of my life, it's just trying to help make the world a kinder place, perhaps. Yeah. That's uh, my legacy. That's me. Yeah, me you too. Know? No ego. I don't mm. do it for, you know, that's why I don't go on like, like I'm getting ready to start this YouTube channel. And I'm like, I'm terrible at YouTube because that's why I had a YouTube channel and I, I stopped it because uh, I am photogenic more so than I care to admit, but I but I don't like doing it. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, I remember one time when I was in school, somebody goes, you are very photogenic. I'm like, oh, thanks, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I can be, you know, because I can force myself to be extroverted. But at the, the end of the day, I, I just feel like, like when you see these people all day, every day, you know, whether they be podcasters or YouTubers, like doing these videos for their audience. And I want to do that for my audience because I want them to see who I am. I think it helps us bond and get closer. Um, and it also helps promote the show. But at the end of the day, I really don't want to point a camera at myself. That's yeah. what it boils down to. Not yeah. because I am insecure about it. Not really. I mean, I just cut my hair yesterday and I did my beard and I got everything and I, I'm looking good. I think. You know? I look like a hobo. Huh? I said, I look like you a hobo. You don't look like you a look hobo. Really good, you look good. I'm, I'm feeling a little hobo-ish right yeah, now. Yeah. Well, well, we'll fix that. We'll I fix know. that. Um, we're going to, come Monday, you guys, we're going to the Tool concert in Eugene. So uh, we're, I got my hair all did and now we're going to do her hair. Um, she was going to go out today to Sally and we were just like, we literally woke up like, I can't human. I've had three days to leave the house and I just couldn't I, do I it. can't human I, this week. No, I just really I can't. And that's the point of this episode is 
Sometimes you guys, you just got to give yourself a break. It's okay. You know, sometimes you're going to overeat. Sometimes you're going to sit and do nothing. Sometimes you just want to center. Think about the world. Think, you know, whatever. Yeah, Nothing. That's exactly it. You know? And that's, yeah. And if that's the point of your life, that's the point of your life. And that's okay. It's yeah. whatever you want to make it. Well, I think we put so much pressure on ourselves. Society, social creatures are bound by their um, belief systems and a lot of those belief systems, um, they share them on social media, and then those become, um, especially if they're very popular, and that's why I started unliking uh, these uh, weight training, uh, pro. Uh, not because I have anything against weightlifters and what they do, um, but I, I'm tired of you pushing your lifestyle on me. I'm not 25 anymore, dude. If I lifted weights as often as you, I would be dead. I would have died, <laughs> you know, and well, and, and the truth is, and that's what I've, 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 I've told you guys on episodes, be careful where you get your information, because even though they might be promoting positivity, but they're also promoting, um, like, like I have a dear colleague who's a, she's a YouTuber. Uh, her name is Tread Chic, and I love that name. And she's this mm-hmm. African American woman, and I adore oh, awesome. her. Yeah, I adore her. Yeah, but she does this thing that a lot of these fitness pages do: is they talk about how their exercise streak. Ah, this is day two hundred and thirty-seven, or this is four hundred and eighty-six continuous days that they've worked out in a row. And I, you know, personally, because I have fibro and I'm pushing fifty. I'm like, I, I just don't think that's healthy. And I don't, you know, it's their business and I don't tell them their business and I don't judge them. It's fine. I love her. She's a great person. But I don't think it's healthy to be pushing this idea that you have to work out every single day because I think a lot of the, her workouts, sometimes they're kick ass because she's putting on episodes for her YouTube mm-hmm. channel. And in other days, it's like she'll run, you know, 1.9 miles just to get it out of the way, just to say, I did which, it. Which for me would be like... <laughs> a, a record, right? <laughs> a huge accomplishment yeah. in my life. <laughs> well, and that's why, like, I lately I've been, at, you know, I used to run three to four times a week. And then lately, uh, I'm averaging about two runs a week. But those runs are like seven miles. So, I mean, hey, you know... Yeah. I would I'm, rather I'm run less more frequent because I think that would be better for me. But, hey, you know, uh, depression is real. Uh, anxiety is real. Um, existential uh, woes are, are real. And so I just I've learned to give myself room to just feel what you're feeling in the moment, because I, I truly and sincerely believe. And this is what my best advice to people is, is um, if you want your life to have feel real to have substance to feel like it's you know like like you're not just going painting by numbers that you're not just going through the motions um allow yourself to feel and then those feelings will um eventually pass but it will give rise to who you really are and what you're really going through because when you deny those feelings no matter how negative um, you stuff them and you bottle them away. Um, I believe you're not getting that, um, what is it called? Uh, you're not getting that catharsis. Catharsis it comes from doing, satisfying the, our soul. And when you regularly and routinely satisfy catharsis, 
that's when life tends to feel more real, and that's when life tends to feel more not only more pleasant and happy and meaningful, and you feel like you have more control over it, but it also um, it just it it you're not painting by numbers anymore. You're not going. You're not just going through the motions because I think that's what the vast majority of workers out there in the in the worker be job front. That's the workaday life I call it. The working class heroes. I think yeah. they're all struggling with situational depression. I don't know one that isn't, except for the really, really dumb ones. No, I, everyone I work with, everyone I know is absolutely. Mm. Or the, <clears throat> or the young ones, because you know when I was yeah. young, I didn't get depressed that often. I, mm-hmm. I, I, um, I drank myself to death, but I, I didn't get depressed. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but the point is, is that what are human beings? Why do we, why do you suppose that we trick ourselves into thinking? Because there's a lot of prevailing attitudes that say, you know, because I'm all for hard work and paying your dues and things like that. But, oh, okay. Yeah. So I had to pause there. It's getting hot in here. I had to open the window, but, you know, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not embarrassed to show you guys that I'm a human. And I have a cat and cat scratch boxes. <laughs> cat box scratching sounds and it's all good um but what was i talking about um uh, life can feel very uh just routine and that routine over time can we get burnout frankly and when you're young i i don't think it's as hard because life you know it's like young people kids life is new and exciting you they have much to learn and explore and as you get older, you start not only learning and growing and becoming more wise to the ways of the world, but then, um, you know, you actually burn out. You get tired of the same old people, the same old attitudes, and the fact that nobody ever seems to be on our level. And so what is the empath tribe? It's me trying to find people that are on my level who are intelligent and wise and not afraid to um, admit that, hey... I have mental health problems because life sucks or my job sucks. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with saying that because that's because you get that off your chest and then that helps. Well, that helps pave your life. You know, it might motivate you to go back to school. It might motivate you to get a different job. It might motivate you to start an Etsy shop or whatever. But the, at the end of the day, um, Oh, oh, I was going to say we have a lot of prevailing attitudes out there of working hard and that if you don't work hard, you're a piece of shit and blah, blah, blah. And we always, you know, use like deadbeat dads as a as an example um, that there's a lot of deadbeats out there who, you know, aren't doing, you know, aren't working hard enough. And I just said it today. I was saying I'd rather see these models going to school, learning and growing and becoming a part of something, some intellectual or scholastic institution rather than go out there and be uh, Instagram strippers, you know, because I, frankly, I, I don't know, you know, but at the same time, if that's empowering to them, it's kind of like if you got it flaunted, I suppose, you know, so I, I, yeah. I've come around on that. But the point is, is that life is beginning to feel like, God, where is my tribe? God, where is success? Oh, my God, it may not happen. Oh, my God, I'm running out of time. And then you just start getting going down that rabbit hole. And so how do you talk yourself out of that? How do you uh, renew and refresh and revitalize your life? You have to. Sometimes you have to do it once a quarter, 
every few months. Sometimes you got to do it every single day. Reset, reset. You can, and I've told people, if you yeah. have to hit the reset button, I don't care. Some some days I have to reset the reset button every seven minutes. Yeah. Other times it could go a couple of months. But the point is, is that that's why we, you know, you know, change our hair or that's why we buy new clothes or that's why we go into fitness because it's there to rejuvenate ourselves and to renew ourselves. So I got nothing against those workout cultures that are doing that for their mental health and physical beauty. If it makes them feel empowered. But at the end of the day, I also think that they're pushing people that perhaps aren't intellectually or perhaps aren't emotionally ready. Um, It's putting a lot of pressure on people um, to have to live up to this society standard that I think is killing people. It's just work, yeah. work, work. And then, yeah. I mean, like I look at my grandfather, he worked for better part of 55 years and, um, you know, he died broke. I mean, yeah. he had, he'd bought in several houses. He had had money before he had had successes before, but once you retire, you start digging into that money that you accumulated and it doesn't last very long. And no, so it's terrifying. I yeah. I think about it once in a while and then I stop. Try not I to. Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's, you know, but that's the thing is that it's, it's not, it's not, it, there's nothing inherently negative about thinking about scary things or negative things. I mean, we are, we are simply biological critters on this planet stuck with each other on this rolling marble in just run, you know shooting off into outer space in a circle being yeah. held by the sun's gravitational pull and when you think about all that it's like oh my god what how <laughs> <No>. weird and <laughs> it is oh oh and, so. I, and that b- reminds me i wanted to talk about um what it took to get to the modern times i mean i'm glad that we're our times are getting more evolved. Our times are getting a little bit easier. And that I think that's why like I'm more forgiving of like, you know, like I said, these, these sexy ladies on the internets is that it kind of reminds me that, Hey, you're young, you're footloose and fancy free and go have fun with your boobs while you still have them. Whatever. You know, it's just, it's taught me to, to enjoy life. If that's what gets them happy, Hey, okay, fine. More mm-hmm. power to you. But I think about how um, shallow and plastic and fake our world is becoming versus how difficult the times used to be. And it really amazes me when I start to think about evolution because the times really were quite difficult up until about 50, 60 years ago. Up until the invention of penicillin, I mean, times were rough, boy. Yeah. So, and it makes me think about the harshness of of, of history. That that history is oh, a harsh yeah. motherfucker, man. Yeah. You when know, you look back on on things like oh, the Victorian era and oh, yeah. this, and you kind of romanticize it, but then when you think about the realities of what the that realities was, are harsh, it was stinky and stinky <laughs> and hard living. Yeah. You know, so what we go through today, while it could be hard, we fight for um, social evolution. We fight for progress uh, because, frankly, you guys, corporations and our government have no right to rule us. That's why we fight. 
We fight because at the end of the day, you are supposed to be passionate, happy, well-adjusted, and free. And so when you're uh, put in positions where you have to be ruled by others, especially others that probably aren't any smarter than a cardboard box, um, it's, it's upsetting. It's frustrating. Because at the end of the day, we're letting these corporations rule everything. And if we don't fight back... It just, it really bums me out. And I don't like talking about things that are depressing to my audience. It's more about how can we fight? How can we fight? And you can't fight that which you deny. If you're in denial, how can you, how can you be civic minded? How can you get our society more free and equal if you're not thinking about those things? You know, so that's all I'm trying to do. It's not that I want to bum people out, you know. Well, and speaking of, how things have changed. We actually have more of a luxury to be able to fight for those things now because <clears throat> you don't have to worry about, Oh, I get a hangnail. I might die. <laughs> yeah. Like you have the luxury of being able to, to fight for things like that instead mm-hmm. of just well, yeah. surviving like it well, used to be. Yeah. We've heard, I've talked about the, um, can't remember the name of it now. Um, let me think for a second here. Okay. So I paused real quick cause I had to look it up, but it's called, um, uh, where is it? I had it, and then it went away. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And so at the very bottom of that hierarchy of needs is um, physiological needs, you know, like food and shelter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then safety needs is above that. So being safe, not getting hurt, etc. That could be from other people. That could be safety from harsh working conditions. That could be safety from disease or or poor water quality things like that Mm -hmm. and then one up from that is belonging and love needs so as you ascend up this maslow's hierarchy of needs it becomes more self-aware you become more intellectual and self-aware so then above uh, belonging and love needs is esteem needs having self-esteem a sense of uh, importance in your own self and your own work. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then above that, um, so that they call that um, uh, deficiency needs. Once you get to esteem needs and then above that, it goes into what's called growth needs and growth needs are cognitive needs. Above that is aesthetic needs. Above that is self-actualization. And then at the very top is called what's called transcendence. And so what I believe that is, is when you have transcended, you, you've met all of your needs and now you're at a point where you're more self-actualized. You're more aware. You're more self-aware. You're more aware of the universe. You're more worldly. And so that's why I can put this show on now. I wouldn't have been able to do this show at 25 because I wasn't there yet. Well, and that's the whole point. It's <clears throat> always been the point in society of people that, are rich and want to stay rich. They mm-hmm. want to keep people down, down at the lower level. When you struggle needs, with those basic because, needs, yeah, you, you can't, can't get smarter. Exactly. You can't evolve. Yeah. Be- you and can't then you can't become their competition because you're trying to survive. Yeah, exactly. And man. that's exactly how they want to keep it. That's and right. Been that way. And so that's what we're here to fight is we're not saying that all rich people are bad because I adore <laughs> some celebrities. I'm glad some people made it. It gives me hope that we could all perhaps make it, you know, um, and so I'm not, I'm not a hater of the player. I'm a hater of the game sometimes because that game is getting rigged by corporations and big government. And, um, while I tend to believe that government can and does, uh, 
serve as a, a, a positive function in society, um, some people, that's the pro- my problem with the Republican Party, is that they don't believe that Republicans, uh, they don't want to, they don't think government is there to serve people's uh, interests. It's like, then, then why are you there? Yeah. I mean, they literally negate their own existence, their own purpose, mm-hmm. because they, they don't believe Same. the government should get involved in stuff. Then why the fuck are you there? To enrich themselves. Right. That's, and so absolutely. if you can't see through that yeah. smoke screen, then you're going to get, you're going to be the fool. Mm-hmm. And that's my problem with uh, Fox News and, and <clears throat> these uh, radicalized Republicans. It's not that I have anything against conservatism if uh, in and of itself. It's that you are being fooled into, I essentially think it's it's rich people telling uh, tricking uh, middle class people to hate poor people. Yeah. And to hate ethnic people. In a lot of circumstances, and to hate and women, poor people, and to hating other poor people, and to for poor it's, people, yeah, yeah. like they, because I think there's two kinds of poor people. There's um, poor people who know they're poor and know they'll probably always be poor, and then there's poor people who think that their ships just coming in any day now. They're, they they mm-hmm. think they're going to be rich, yeah, and they vote they vote for policies that enrich rich people because someday I'm going to be there too, yeah, and we need to That's fight for. They, they literally trick these dumb motherfuckers into actually helping out corporations, helping out uh, greedy institutions. Uh, it's like, oh, my God. Like, you don't necessarily have to go to work spiteful of corporations. I, I think you could get fired very quickly that way. So you have to find some. <laughs> I got reco- to keep it on the down. Yeah, you reconcile yeah. with that mm-hmm. in some way. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, if we're not fighting against uh, these hierarchical uh, corporate corporate inequalities, guess what? We're going to lose our rights. We're going to lose our privileges. We're going to lose our freedoms. And we're going to lose opportunities to the betterment. And it, the, the harsher times get, the harder it is to evolve. The harder it is to evolve, the less likely we are to achieve progress and self-actualization. And when we do that... We stay down, always worried about rent, always worried about starvation, always worried about just accumulating enough money to pay our bills. And so why is it that, you know, the general population, I always say, is the lowest common denominator of intellect and grace and dignity? Because those motherfuckers don't enrich themselves when you're working a workaday job, there's a lot of smart, regular working class people. And that's who I support. That's who I'm all about. That's what we are. But at the same time, if we can't admit that that the workaday life, the way it's, I mean, I'm glad that we have, you know, 40 day work weeks. It could have been, we could have 60 hour work weeks. Uh, you yeah. know, we could, it could be worse. Yes. Mm. I'm glad we have child labor laws. I'm glad, you know, that, that, Democrats and liberals put in these uh, regulations to make things more fair. But at the end of the day, we've got all these wealth and all these lawyers making things more difficult. And at the end of the day, if we do not fight back, you know, it's easy when you think it's happening to them, the, the other, those people out there. But guess what, motherfucker? It's happening to you, too. Unless you're personally wealthy, independently wealthy and do not require a job, then you have to fight for the rights of humanity. The end. Don't care what your politics are. 
you're you have to be on the right side of history. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And you have to try to find the time in between all of the working and the struggling. Yeah, to well try that's a better thing. Well, that's what they and, do is they try to keep us so busy and so tired mm-hmm. that by the time we have a day off, we're not looking for another job. We're not fixing our resume. We're not working out. We're not bettering ourselves. We're not going to college because we're tired. They do it on purpose. It's intentional. And so I don't have any easy answer for you guys other than start understanding what it is and then take the steps necessary, no matter how long it takes, to find an off-ramp to something more personal and something more gratifying and something more financially rewarding. Because if you don't, I mean... And that's not to say that some people, you know, some people, you know, they work and they make decent wage and they can save and put away and they buy a house and they do just fine. But that's not that's not what's happening anymore Mm-mm. for most people. No, I mean, my friend, the chiropractor, even he doesn't own his house. His wife owns that house mm-hmm. that she bought 20 years ago. Yeah. But they don't own that fucking house. Yeah. And he's got two practices now. Yeah. They don't have a new car. They're still... The working poor, even though he's now one day, probably soon to be upper middle class, he's not there yet. And so even he is not immune from that. And so that's my point is that you're either on the side of the working Joe or you're on the side of the corporate elite. And how dare you be so dumb and naive to think that they want to trickle this shit down to you? Come on. Reaganomics, really? We're waiting for rich people to rain their generosity upon us? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? Yeah. No, it's, it's ridiculous. It is. So yeah. we have to build a strong middle class. And we do that by fighting for justice, fighting for equality, and incremental policies that, that you know, that, that level the playing field. So, uh, but anyway. Changing topics. <laughs> um, no, I just very, get very passionate about it because I care. Yeah. Um, and I see that the vast majority of this earth is poor. Working class. One paycheck. $400 away from total financial ruin. And so mm-hmm. you don't think that's engineered that way? That ain't a fucking bug. That is a feature, you guys. And so we have to fight it. And if you're watching Fox News... It's easy to think, oh, them liberals are ruining everything. Are you fucking kidding me? Trump is wealthy. He's the one creating these wealthy institutions that you have to fight against. Don't be stupid. Come on. Get it together, idiot. (laughs) Fucking morons. You know, because it's not against, I'm not against their politics. Sometimes if, if Republicans have good policies, I'd be like, hey, that's a good idea. I genuinely... I'm an equal opportunist. I love all people, regardless of faith, regardless of gender, and regardless of skin color, and regardless of of their wealth. But that being said, don't be a fool. You know, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, but getting back into existential, I get so bummed out in January because, yeah, man, it's just, it's an uphill battle and, it's just getting harder to get anywhere in this world, and uh, it can downright bum you out. And so, yes, I do believe that our worth is whatever we make it. And so if you have bad self-esteem, if you're struggling with depression or mental health problems, uh, if you're not getting better, um, you're just going to be fighting 
your own self, your own internal struggles. And guess what you're not going to be doing when you're doing that? You're not going to be taking opportunities and steps towards your own financial betterment. And so that's why we have to change the culture. We need to change the culture of corporations. We need to change the the culture of police officers. We need to change the culture in general to a kinder, more robust living. And we do that through progressive policies, not through, you know, sticking it to the libs. I'm sorry. My liberal tears isn't going to help you one bit there, fella. Mm-hmm. You know, because, yeah. you know, that's all I'm saying. I know. And I think there's a lot of good conservatives out there who are just being glamored into this uh, this culture that they don't understand how tyrannical and ridiculous it's becoming you know so anyway point is is that january is a bummer of a time and this is where it you know the rubber meets the road when mental health gets real guys and so i'm not trying to bum you guys out i want you guys to think about the universe think about your place in the universe think about the solar system and then think about the whole universe that we have literally hundreds of millions of solar systems. Not We can't even take a rocket ship and get to the edge of our solar system, but then there's hundreds of millions of those. So today I'm wearing my Star Trek shirt, my uh, the Star, Starship Enterprise NX-01, the one that Scott Bakula uh, was the, uh, <laughs> uh, was it Captain Archer? Was was the, yeah. uh, uh, the the captain of, and uh, I love that show because it shows kind of like this is what we had before, you know. Like we mm-hmm. can we can transport cargo, but we can't transport live people yet, mm-hmm. y'all. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like Galaxy Quest. <laughs> He's inside out and he exploded. <laughs> but I like thinking about futurism because it it cheers me up, and I like thinking about the universe because it kind of puts things into the cosmic perspective. And I can't, if someone's scientifically illiterate or doesn't know science well, uh, it's not going to cheer you up if you don't understand those causal relationships. But for the, most of us went to school, we all passed high school science. You're fine. You can figure this stuff out. But the point is, is that when you put things into a cosmological perspective, it just cheers me up, frankly. I think about um, Drake's equation what the statistical mm-hmm. likelihood of life on other planets is. And it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Well, how could it not be? Yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. It's so it's just so vast that you can't <clears throat> even comprehend it. It is. So why would we be the only things on this tiny, 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 tiny right. planet? And tiny yeah. Well, and that's, and, and that's why we talk about the paranormal. And that's why we talk about um, cryptids and why we talk about aliens and things is because, I don't know about you, but I'm bored shitless, y'all. I don't want to think about politics anymore. I don't want to think about the daily grind. I want to talk about things that are fun. And fun things give us hope. And so not only does the paranormal you know, help you think about the afterlife and what cl- could be on the other side, um, and that goes directly, taps directly into our own, uh, you know, what is the afterlife? Is there one? Um I don't know. I don't believe necessarily in heaven. I don't necessarily believe we go to some magical place, but I'm also not scared because I know that once you cease to exist, you're not going to know the difference anyways. Yeah. 
And, and what little lingering spirit remains, uh, I believe that ghosts are anomalous. I think the vast majority of deaths do not cause ghosts. That's my yeah. belief. Oh, I agree. You know, yeah. because I think it's trauma. Trauma is what causes ghosts. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're all ghosts that are kind of, you know, either malevolent or uh, always help, 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 you or know. Confused. Confused. Or, yeah, yeah they're very confused. Yeah, that's why child ghosts, child spirits are, uh, for me, the hardest. Because for a child, to, to, to for their life to end that young, it's just like, ah, man. You know, I'd prefer, like, when it's, like, old man Carruthers who owned a house and he was 80, 89 years old and he had a full life. And, and, and now he's just a grumpy old guy who wants you to take care of his house. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that gives oh, me hope, yeah. you know. But um, but when you contemplate the universe, you guys, it's vast, it's vast, and um, and that's how I know that because it's so vast that informs my thinking that um, there's just some things we're never going to learn or find out because a lot of the the hardest things to figure out are invisible things. We if you can't see it, how can you measure it? And if you can't measure it, how can you quantify it? If you can't quantify it, how can you rely on it? And so at the end of the day. Um, that's what theoretical physicists do is they're trying to figure out dark energy and dark matter. And why is the universe ever expanding? Uh, it's fascinating, but that also gives me hope that, that there's still that little spark of magic. Oh yeah. Cause there's just so much that we don't know, Yeah, but yeah, it's almost that anything mm -hmm. is possible. Yeah. Because there is just so much that we don't know or understand. Well, and, and that also informs your thinking on what the point of life is. You know, I wouldn't be sitting here doing a podcast if I had continued thinking what society was telling me, which is continue being a chef, Brian. You're good at it. Yeah, I'm good at it, but I fucking hate it. Like, you can only serve so many meals until it just gets fucking redundant. And they take advantage of you. They take advantage of your skill they take advantage of your uh, abilities. They take advantage of your uh, basically take putting up with their abusiveness and their neglect. And mm-hmm. so at the end of the day, it's like you've got to stand up for yourself eventually. Because if you don't, the world will continue putting you in your place. And maybe that's not their right. They do not have the right to put you in your place. We are all born equal. Biologically speaking, we are all equal. And so at the end of the day, I truly believe in the truest form of equality. And that's why I'm here. Sometimes I got to wax a little negative. But at the end of the day, the point is, is to empower you guys and to start thinking about a greater understanding of what life is. Because truthfully, all that talk, all that we are social animals, which just means that we're animals that can communicate through verbal communication. And what that does is that establishes a lot of... um rules and laws and um, constructs. They're all man-made constructs. Some of them have validity, but oftentimes some of them don't. And so a lot of people are bogged down by this social construct that we have to be this, or we have to be that, or we have to live up to this, this, and this. And at the end of the day, you ain't got to do jack shit, you guys. You've got to take care of you. That's what I care about, and that's why I'm trying to empower people to think bigger. Think bolder. Think deeper. That's why I don't get embarrassed anymore. I used to get so self-conscious. Like, my first couple episodes, like, my, the first few weeks I was podcasting, I reeled. I was like, oh, God, people are going to 
you know, find out more about me and how embarrassing. And it was like, it felt embarrassing to share myself. But now I'm at a point like, what do I care? What other mammals think about this mammal? Like, I'm just a mammal speaking words to other mammals. Like, does it really matter? It just, once you put it into that cosmic perspective, you realize, hey, you have a right to do this just as they have a right to do it. They have a right to listen. They have a right to not listen. But at the end of the day, I really feel that if we don't find our calling, um, you're going to continue to be depressed and you're going to continue to be upset and frustrated. And that's what we're trying to do for Rebecca. I want to get successful enough where I can get her out and not have to work at the store anymore because I think it's slowly killing you. Frankly. It is. You know? It absolutely is. It, yeah. And it's killing all intelligent people. It's, yeah. That's the is. problem. That's why we fight. We fight for smart people to get out of tyrannical, oppressive systems that don't reward and don't give us enough money to get ahead so that we can meet the challenge of that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, self-actualization, transcendence. Yeah, absolutely. And working in the medical field for 18 years, it was the same thing. It's it. That's why I quit after that long. Because you think, you know, the medical mm. field, they are... They're open to your needs and they're right. Well, they should be. Doctors should be, should be more. And it was actually open, less more caring, but they're less. Yeah. yeah, it was. So yeah, I just <clears throat> I haven't haven't found my thing yet. Well, but. you know what it is. Doctors and lawyers work hard in school, just like my friend, the chiropractor, and and they think they went through something that nobody else can do. They they get just this big head about it. It's a culture of arrogance and ego. That's why I always, And they really think that they're better, yeah, that they're the I, only motherfuckers who could have worked that hard. And I know I'm kidding told me you about this I went through boot camp, motherfucker. Yeah, but the doctor, one of the doctors I worked with in San Diego yeah. years ago, my very first job, and she always told us, she's like, any of you could do this. She's like, being a doctor is just memorizing shit. Memorizing symptoms. And I yep. appreciated memorizing. her so much for that because she... Yeah didn't feel like she was above us and well, she didn't feel like she was and the point isn't to say oh you don't have a right to exist and and we're gonna fight you no I, i'm not trying to fight against doctors we need doctors in our society but we don't need their egos and and look at my doctor nice enough lady but i have fibromyalgia and she can't even admit i have a chronic pain condition because then she would have to relent and then start giving me medicine that she doesn't want to give me or actually do something. Or do something, actually. Like, yeah. yeah. They don't no, do jack shit. Mm-hmm. All they do is perpetuate their own wealth and their own self-importance and their own little man-made institution. And we're all supposed to relent to it. Like, oh, they're so so vastly superior to us. There's, and that's what I said in my last episode is that a lot of times we take, um, we take seriousness as a form of superiority. Self-importance leads to this serious mentality, and people get so serious. Oh, I'm so important. Like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me punch this motherfucker, please. Yeah. Like, God damn. Like, or and that's like not my being serious enough. Then you're not. Yeah. Well, I think you can be a silly heart and still work hard. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I never lost my sense of humor, even when I was working my ass off. It was that sense of humor that got me through it. Had I not had that sense of humor, I don't think I would have gotten through the military. I wouldn't have gotten through culinary school. I wouldn't have gotten through the EMT school. I wouldn't have gotten through uh, truck driving school. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten through all that That's stuff. That's what keeps me going. That and the so thought massage of like three therapy days off. school. <laughs> I went through it all, man. Yeah. And that's what I mean is pound for pound, I've worked harder at bettering myself than most people, but 
unless you know someone or unless you get lucky, a lot of times they do not have job placement. They don't give a fuck about where you go after they take your money and then and then you learn this uh, this uh, what's the word this uh, not criteria the skill the, <laughs> they learn the, yeah you learn this curriculum yeah you get this curriculum and then they give you a little piece of paper that tells you you're special and you get to put a little star on your refrigerator and feel important it's like i don't know i never got a big head from that i have pretty good education but at the end of the day it doesn't mean anything because at the end of the day uh, you know i've seen doctors psychologists all admit things that they're like dude it means nothing it's just man-made we when we relent to these man-made ideas that some people are better than us some people are superior to us we're giving them the power and control not only to make us feel like shit, but to giving us the power and control to um, lord their power over us and in turn make us live shittier lives as if we deserve that or something. Mm-hmm. So it's not about, yeah. you know, it's not about, you know, because I think there's a lot of good doctors and good people out there with educations, but the real ones, the ones that don't get a big head about it, will tell you it don't mean shit. You know? Yep. So... So that's how you have to live your life is free, robust, open-minded. Um, that doesn't mean sometimes that we don't have to sort of pay our dues and have to go live that regular Joe oh, job shit. And I try to do that within my job. Like I wear yes. crazy hair, I wear crazy makeup, I yeah. wear crazy nails. And thank I wear goodness my they allow you to because yeah. I know if this was down in uh, the Central Coast, they wouldn't even allow you to uh, dye your hair an unnatural color. They wouldn't yeah. allow piercings. They wouldn't allow even... Uh, unnatural colored makeup it's like Mm -hmm. fucking prudes man who the fuck are you and you know why they do it because what if uptight rich people don't like it oh no and then they won't buy our stuff yeah that's what it's all about it's all about perpetuating that cycle of capitalism it's nonsense this whole this whole thing is nonsense and i i'm not a nihilist i believe in equality i believe in living a constructive life. I, I believe in bettering yourself. I believe in paying your dues. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, if you allow yourself to relent to every attitude out there that pushes you to be, to, to be stronger or bigger or better than you care to be, what it's, <clears throat> it's not because I think you should try to better yourself. And if you get some sense of accomplishment out of going and getting a master's degree and it means something to you, great. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the institutions or, or attaining success or goals. I'm just saying, though, at the end of the day, have if it doesn't mean something to you personally, don't do it for other reasons other than you do it for yourself. Unless it's yeah. doing it to, you know, put food in your mouth, which mm-hmm. in which case, you know, I get that. But please have an exit strategy, you guys, because at the end of the day, we will we're we will live and we will die by the hand of corporate oligarchies and we have to fight it somehow we have to get people to understand that you know do i shop at walmart do i shop at amazon yes am i a big hypocrite yes but i i did one thing that's i i feel personally good about i haven't used a paper plate in over a month (laughs) i know we have paper plates on the microwave and i always grab for them and I always like to use those red um, uh, paper plate holders because mm-hmm. they look, they feel like diners. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. It just makes me feel happy. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. and I'm like, no, 
No, Brian, don't use that paper plate. Go go over there and use a, a plate you have to put in the dishwasher. And so it doesn't mean a lot. It's probably not helping the world at all. But, hey, I'm doing my little part. Exactly. You know? Yep. So I don't know. But it, the but the point is, is that um, I, I, I don't, you know, Joe Scott, the YouTube channel, will tell you we are, any intellectual will tell you we're fucking doomed. Because we don't have enough people working towards the same goals. It's not about conformity. It's about we want you to arrive at a place of understanding the problems at hand so that we can all formulate the same reactions and therefore formulate the same counterculture to these problems so that we can get better as a society. And the problem is that there are people that know these problems, they understand them, but they want to be rich. So they don't care. Status so quo. That just supersedes everything. They want to maintain the status care. quo. Yeah. And because yeah. it works for them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's unfortunate. Yeah. And the people don't like talking about it because it's depressing. It's like, well, you know, yeah. I think it's depressing talking about shallowness, talking about all the well, shallow things. You have things. to acknowledge things. You don't have to live there. Yeah. You have to, right. It doesn't have to bum you out, you, but you have to become and... somewhat uh, familiar with reality. You yeah. can live in denial all you want, but. Someday it might bum you out when reality hits you in the face. You're like, oh, fuck, I didn't prepare myself for this. That's mm-hmm. why when I think about our parents getting older, I think about us getting older, I think about mortality. Um, I'm not ready to lose someone. I'm not ready to lose you. I'm not ready to go. I'm not ready for my mom to go. But at least it won't be a gut punch when it happens because I'm mentally preparing myself for it. So at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to be the mature adults. We all have to grow up at some point and go, all right. You know, we, the uh, lines will be drawn. We can't have exactly everything we want because this is the world that we're we've inherited. This is capitalism. We have to live in it, and we. But that doesn't mean that we have to like it, and it doesn't mean that we can't fight for better. And it's like I was saying uh, on the last episode about Anne Frank. All she knew was living in this attic, and that the world thought she was a bad human being, and that she was going to be punished for existing. How awful is that? And so. That's how I think a lot of people are feeling when they're lower middle class or when they're the working poor is they think that they, people have a right to, you know, dissuade them from their dreams or they have or they they have to go work these jobs. Yes, financially, they may have to, but they shouldn't feel like they're indebted to these systems, because honestly, what have they done for them? Yeah. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> So anyway, but the point is, is though it will get you down, but that's why I fight because it makes me feel happy that I'm doing something. If, if nothing else, hopefully I, if I've reached, if I only reach one person and, and that person is miserable and they're depressed and they're having a bad day and something I say, they're like, yes. And it resonates with that person and it changes the trajectory of their life. Then I've done my job and I feel good about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And that's why I fight. And that's why I'm building Chef Bride Comedy. I'm going to be building charities. I'm going to be starting a Patreon page that will have different tier levels and all that works towards charities and positivity and anything and everything that I can accumulate as newsletters of uh, not only uh, of inspiring stories, but also of stories of empaths and stories of the paranormal but also stories of hope, man. Real stories of hope. Not just, you know, 
silly shit, like, but shit that, you know, opportunities. Like, are you looking for opportunities, you guys? Here, I found something for you. That's what I want to accumulate yeah. for people. Yeah. I just want to give people more hope because we are becoming too punitive as a society. And I think a lot of that comes from, like, the boomer generation. They're like, well, kids these days just don't work as hard as we. And I, I got the point is, is yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. Um, when I went into the firefighter academy, <clears throat> I did that because I wanted to take my EMT training to the next level so that I could get on a paramedic rig, that I could get on a fire rig, right? Uh, I didn't last very long because I thought it was bullshit. Because they got us running around like slaves. and uh, But the teacher was a nice guy. He's this, this old 70s kind of... He's like a classic rock guitarist. He's got a band. And he was a cool dude. But I went up to him and I said, I can't do this anymore. I was like, why not? I'm like, because you boomer types... No offense. I say, because I grew up with all boomers. But you boomer types think you had it so fucking hard in, in your day. I said, but you don't. And then what you do is you make these systems harder than they have to be artificially because you think that kids nowadays are slackers. And so you're trying to make everything more difficult. And as such, you have a higher opinion of how hard you worked than you really had. You actually didn't work as hard as the kids do nowadays because the systems were easier to pass. Mm -hmm. No offense to you, but you're, you know, and so they're, you know, it's like George Carlin says, they've gone from, cocaine to Rogaine, the very people who t- uh, preached peace and love and freedom and acceptance are now becoming our corporate overlords. They're becoming our doctors and lawyers and fancy pants who are now uh, becoming uh, harsh towards others. They think, oh, well, I worked this hard and these kids nowadays are all slackers, but they're not. Kids nowadays have an unprecedented amount of pressure and sadness and despair and nothing to look forward to that makes it 10 times harder. And not only that, the systems and the programs are harder, too. I've been through them. I know. Mm-hmm. I I would have much rather gone through the EMT program in the 70s. Shit, you didn't have to do jack shit in the 70s. Then now, oh, these programs are way tougher. So I just, I reject this notion that that their times were harder. And that's not to say that like my grandparents, yeah, they went through the great depression. Yes. Times were harder, but you cannot tell me that our parents had harder times than us. No fucking way. That's not to say that it was easy. That's not to say that it was better, but come on, there were definitely more jobs. There was less people. Cost of living was cheaper and, and you could manage to have a family and buy a house on a regular job it was way easier in those yeah. times, and I wish our society would acknowledge that and and re- and react to that and to shape our country to to. It's like why why does inflation continually go up? <clears throat> if it's all artificial, why does it continually go up? And then eventually, the cost of living there's called what's a cost of living adjustment. That just means we realize that inflation is exponential, so we're going to finally. But it's never uh, up to where it actually it never, needs to be. It never is commiserate to where the inflation yeah. goes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so why do we let it happen? It's the whole market is about speculation and speculators, and it's all artificial. So at the end of the day, it's like we're fighting ourselves. Yeah. It's so odd. Yes, it but is. that's why we fight. Yeah. You know? 
Yes, sir. So, yeah. At the end of the day, it's not that I want to bum you guys out. Um, it's, it's, if we're not going to make a difference unless we, um, acknowledge objective reality. And then once we acknowledge the objective reality, we can then make plans and preparations to better it. And that, and, and, um, it's like survivor man, Les Stroud. He talks about his zones of assessment. Whenever you're out in the bush, I can never not chuckle when I hear that, (laughs) but whenever you're out in the field. That's what you used to say in the army, the field. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're out in the nature uh, and you're in a survival situation, the first thing they always tell you to do is to assess your zones uh, of, what I say? <laughs> your zone of assessment. <laughs> you assess your zones. There's your immediate person, then there's what's around you, and then where you are in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of your location, yeah. right? Because the point of a survival situation is to... Uh, to proactively survive. So you know, okay, it's getting dark outside. So, okay, we're going to need wood for fire. Uh, I'm going to need a shelter from rain. I'm going to have to stay away from bugs and critters. So maybe I'll make a little uh, raft to sleep up on. Um, And then uh, we want to, you know, bears and shit, you know, maybe we'll trip wires and whatever, you know. But the point is, is that this life, we are ill-prepared in our schools to think rationally about survival. We think just because we live in more comfortable times that we're not in survival mode. Oh, bullshit. You're still surviving. Just because you're in a house with refrigeration and heat doesn't mean that we're not still surviving. We're just having to learn to survive in a different way, to think about it differently. And so always assess your zones of survival you know you're assessing your 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 personal person that means oh do i have matches do i have a a spark do i have a way to start a fire do i have a a life straw or something to filter uh, dirty water do i have whatever do i have food with me etc etc do am i going to be warm enough wearing what i'm wearing and then we assess where we're at okay should i set up camp here should i set up camp somewhere else should i oh here's a you know Here's a cave area where I could set up a shelter half. That would be better. It would shield me from the wind and the rain. Okay, I'll set up camp here. And then the third assessment is out yonder. You know, that just means how far are you from being rescued? How far are you from your car? How far are you from, <clears throat> you know, getting back to not being in a survival situation? So that's, we have to think the same way when it comes to real life. Just because you have... HBO Max, just because you have a refrigerator, just because you have a sound system and we're comforted and cradled by all these modern conveniences, doesn't mean that we're not still put in treacherous situations. It's just that the treachery takes on a different form. Treachery looks like fascism. Treachery looks like injustice and inequality. Treachery, danger, may not be a bear, but it is other things. It could be your neighbors trying to steal your catalytic converter. Apparently, there's tweakers out there. Two of my friends have had their catalytic converter stolen by tweakers. Oh, up in Sarah's neighborhood? <clears throat> yeah. Phil actually saw some saw it happening across the street. And yeah. by the time he was able to call anybody, they were gone. But it's a huge problem in their neighborhood. So, and and that's, they're in a fairly nice neighborhood. Right, right. And, and so that is a problem is that tweakers are... 
plaguing our society because when they're on meth, they have no soul. They become soulless. It's just about need and basal instinct. They become animals. Yeah. I'm not saying they couldn't eventually become human again, but when they're in that state, they are animals. So be careful, you guys, of tweakers. I'm just saying. There's a reason why people say tweakers suck, because they do. <clears throat> they're, they're awful. They lose, they lose their soul. Um, yeah. <clears throat> because they become dangerous. Because when they become hooked on it, then they think, oh, well, I can steal and I can rob and I can do these things to uphold their habit. And, uh, yeah, that's just funky stuff, man. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, my point simply is, is that assessing your zones is the same in your home as it is uh, in, in nature, except you're, you have to start thinking about life in terms of your own, not only survival, but thriving. And so that's what Les Stroud would say. How do I turn this not only dire situation into a situation where I'm surviving, but I'm actually thriving? How do you turn a survival situation into a fun camping trip? (laughs) You know, really, is what that's about. Mm -hmm. And so in life, you really do have to think about it in those terms. I know it gets easy to get sort of fall for all the societal bullshit out there, TV and movies and pop culture and YouTube and all these things trick us into a false sense of security when it comes to our safety and survival and betterment. But while they're out there getting theirs, you better be getting yours, you guys. That's what I'm saying. Um, be careful because you can trick yourself into thinking that, oh, I've got money. Oh, I've got food. Oh, I've got this and that. No, you don't. If you're, if you're, working a regular job, you are one paycheck away from homelessness. And we've almost been there, you know? And so I'm not trying to bum anyone out. I'm trying to get you prepared for reality. Be a survivor. It doesn't, you know, I'm glad we're evolving and becoming less harsh, but we, that doesn't mean that harshness doesn't just fails to exist. It doesn't, we're, we're never, even in Star Trek, they don't, they, they still have to deal with physical reality physical mortality at the end of the day we cannot prevent uh, death we can only stave it off for for as long as we can and so that's where uh, health and fitness and robust living come in is that i want you guys to get into the mindset of thinking about how you can better your life through good mental health through having the right attitudes that's what it's all about and so yeah we we talk about ghosts we talk about ghosts and goblins we talk about I think that's a video game from the 80s, Ghosts and Goblins. <laughs> but we talk about all these things because it, it excites us. It, 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 the mundanity of life will dry out your soul. It will dry out your sense of humor. And so we, we, we keep our interest peaked with things that uh, help us to see the world in a better light. And I don't know, just this idea, kind of like knowing that Betty White lived made me feel like we were in a better world. And now that she's gone, it feels like the world is just a little bit darker, a little bit bleaker. And so I feel that way about Bigfoot. Just feeling like perhaps Bigfoot is a real thing gives me hope that this world is much more interesting and mysterious than we we previously know. And so society is what it is. Um, those influences will always be there, but we have to make conscious decisions how we want to live. And that's why I don't give a shit anymore whether I keep up with the Joneses or whether or not I have the best uh, workout gear, or whether I have 
I mean, yeah, I have the best podcast equipment, but that's only because I like it. It's not because I care, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I want to sound good and I want to do good work. But the point is, is that, you know, choose your battles, fight for your right to exist. Uh, if you're bu- getting bummed out like we are in the middle of January, just try, you guys, to realize that, you know, there's always a better tomorrow. But the way we create a better tomorrow is through preparation. You know, um, there's an old saying in the army uh, that when you fail to prepare or if you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And that's the truth, you guys. And a lot of us are lucky. We've got parents and grandparents to help us out a little bit. Thank goodness for that. Um, I think our generation and newer generations grew up um, 30 year olds. 200 years ago were grownups. They were old. They were elderly. <laughs> and now 30-year-olds are barely grown intellectually, emotionally. And that's because of the ease of life. The ease of life, thankfully, has gotten a little better where humans are living longer lifespans and therefore it takes longer for uh, children to grow into adults. And um, it just takes them a little bit longer. And um, and also uh, their emotional growth takes longer because, um, you know, our, our times are getting a little bit less harsh and i think that's a good thing but at the same time we have to make sure that we understand that that just because the times are getting better in a lot of ways doesn't mean that harsh reality won't come in and swoop us and hit us in the ass when we're not looking and so you know it's just watch your six you guys that's all i'm trying to say yeah you know prepare plan have a short-term goal have medium-term goals and then have long-term goals Play the long game, play the short game, and allow for there to be days where, you know, like with your fitness, you know, allow for days to, where you're not going to work out. Allow for disappointment. Allow for step setbacks. That's okay. Those things are okay. So um, that's all I'm trying to say is prepare, plan, but believe in yourself enough to do it. Don't be... That's the problem with mental health is that you get so swooped up in your own mental health that you, you can't see the forest for the trees and then you can't live and think you don't achieve that higher consciousness. You don't achieve that higher um, self-actualization where you can be transcendent and then live a more evolved life like Gandhi or something. You know, that's what that's what we should all be striving for. So what is the purpose of life? I believe it's in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's self-actualization, self-awareness, and um, uh, transcendence, transcending to the highest level that we can of consciousness. That's the point. Yeah, ultimately. <laughs> and in the meantime, just... Work your silly, lame fucking job that doesn't and do value you. And do what you can you. to make it <clears throat> as happy as you can for yourself, yes. no matter what that is. Right, indeed. So. I- indeed, my 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 beautiful wife <laughs> yeah so that's about what we have you know it's just yeah middle winter man whoo it's rough it's rough yeah so that's it why is. i'm sipping coffee and i'm trying to stay stay the course you know my depression yeah it, it hits me but thankfully it doesn't stay around as long i think if you're having mental health woes first Make, eliminate all the things in your life that perhaps could be causing that mental health problem. That could be um, drinking. That could be drugs. That could be um, poor lifestyle, poor habits. Uh, but it could also be a bad job or a toxic person or a toxic job or 
a toxic mentality that isn't working for you. And, you know, if you, if you ain't growing, you slowing dog, you, you know, you've heard me say it. So, you know, yeah, just think about it and uh, just keep, keep striving, but allow yourselves days for setbacks. You know, humans, if we don't go through the motions naturally, um, we don't feel it. If we're not feeling and getting through the, we, it's cathartic to get through these harsh trials and tribulations. Uh, when we paint by numbers and we don't admit how we feel, or if we don't admit that we hate our job, if we don't admit the things that we want to change, then we just bottle those things up and we can't emotionally grow. And that's why we don't want to be have our lives ruled by you know bad jobs or by uh, narcissistic sociopaths toxic males, you know, we want people in our lives that are going to benefit our lives. And that's why when I have a falling out, I'm like, Oh, there's another whoop. That's about 150. Now I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. No, I, the people that are in my life know me and love me for who I am. And they, if, 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 you know, they just, they love me for who I am. And I'm so grateful for the few who do love me, but all for all those people who just kind of like one day, you don't serve their needs anymore, and then they kick you to the curb. It's like, wow, that's pretty spiteful. That's pretty fucked up. I thought you were a Christian. Oh, guess not. <laughs> Christian in name only, I suppose. That's a whole other conversation. It really is. <laughs> but that's why I'm saying don't don't give in to you know our emotional needs. We all need socialization. We all need friendship. We all need people and things to fill our lives with to, to give us hope. Uh, but don't depend on people for that, man. They will let you down time and time again. They will. And that's not to say there aren't good people out there. But it's just some of them just, they ain't, they're not paying attention to their own emotional growth. So pay attention to your emotional growth. Stay in your lane. And uh, that's how you're going to live a more, more robust life. That's what I believe. So, so babe. Yes. Aliens. Have, have they visited us? Yeah. They're, we're probably like. The trailer park, they just kind of, they, they fly by us and they're like, oof. <laughs> like, I, it's kind of like. We're like the ant farm. Yeah. It's like Star Trek First Contact. If it, they do not make contact with anyone with pre that don't have warp capabilities. And I love that concept because it really does uh, encapsulate the mentality of what I believe aliens in real life probably are, is that they we're just not evolved enough uh, to make our acquaintance. Yeah. They'll use our resources, but that's why they don't, like, I sincerely believe, I used to believe that they, and I think some species probably try to evade being seen because it's just easier that way. But I think there's some that are so powerful and so evolved that they literally, we're we're ants. They're like, I don't care if you see me, whatever. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) You know, but um, I don't know. I just think... um, Human beings, um, I don't know for a fact, you guys, whether or not our species is going to make it. Don't let that bum you out. You know, we we can only do the best we can do for ourselves and for our family and for our tribe. And at the end of the day, that should not be a point of whether or not. It's not important whether we make it as a species. And it doesn't matter whether or not we procreate. What matters is what you do in the now, how you want to live your life and what you care about. That's what's important. So don't be glamored by all those silly mentalities out there. I think too many people, they get caught up. Oh, I got to be this. Oh, I got to be skinny. 
Oh, I got to be this. Oh, I got to be tan now. Oh, oh, now I got to be wealthy. Oh, now I got to. No, you ain't got to do shit. No, you, <laughs> you just got to take care of yourself. Yep, absolutely. So thank you for sure. helping me, babe, to take care of my audience. And thank you for t- helping take care of me. And vice versa. Yeah, I hope so. I know I'm not always perfect, but but that's why I, it's getting harder and harder for me to leave the house because I just don't care. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm not passionate. I'm still very passionate, but I, the mundanity of life, the everyday transactional living, does not interest me anymore. And as I get more self actualized, as I evolve, um, I get, I start to feel very alone. When you look at other humans of their levels, their mentalities, it's like, oh, poor motherfuckers. Tell me about it. <laughs> I'm out in it four days a week. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, All but we got it. Yeah, here we are. At the end of the day, uh, mortality is the great equalizer. Yeah. So here we are. So anyways, thank you guys so very much for listening to another show. For, and thank you for listening to me ramble on and on. But I'm the point is, is that I care about you guys. I want you guys to uh, find robust health, robust mental health, to evolve, to get up, climb that ladder to the highest level you can climb to to self-actualization. That's where happiness lies. You got to be well-fed. You got to have food. You got to have shelter. You got to have love. You got to have acceptance, but you got to have self-acceptance. And at the end of the day, um, strangers, stranger danger, strangers don't matter. They really don't. And while we try to make friends with everybody, at the end of the day, those who reject us, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. And I think I got... I just, I learned that not only through the podcast, but just learning that some people would accept me as I am and some people just wouldn't. And that's more, says more about who they are as a person than it says about my content of character. Mm -hmm. But also I learned that at the end of the day, we're just critters, man. Why do I, what would I care what critters are thinking? Um, You know, what you're thinking in your house way over there is quite, uh, you know, irrelevant to what's going on here in my life in my house so learn not to let those things upset you you guys and that's how you're going to find a better life so that's all we got thank you very much for listening we will have two more for you next week um i'm going to be building my empath tribe patreon youtube it's coming along i'm building slowly but surely but i'm dealing with a rut of depression right now um i know you can't tell but yes it's it's real it's a real thing, and we have to allow ourselves just to be a little bit lower and slower during these times. It's okay. Yeah. I put on Ghostbusters Afterlife, and then I drink a beer. Not at the same time, but maybe later I'll drink a beer. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just balance. It's all about balance. Don't drink too much. Exercise, but don't exercise too much. And, guys, you don't have to have a runner streak of 500 days to be worthy. Or to be fit. Even weight trainers don't do that. I don't understand that point of view. I don't. And I love those. I love Tread Chic. I love her. She's a great person. But uh, who needs to exercise 300 days in a row? I don't. That makes no sense. And they, they create this milestone in their head. And it's, it's fun to, oh, to motivate yourself. But at the end of the day, how do your ligaments and your nervous system heal if it never has a day off? Don't give in to that societal pressure, you guys. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, thank you, guys. 
We'll see you next time. Thanks, babe. Welcome. Bye. 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 Bye